0: What's up everyone and welcome to the Great Iron Fancy Football Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. And of course, I am Chip. I'm your host and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And now we're on Amazon Music, so that's super exciting to be on another um, you know, another source for podcasts. So super exciting news there. And then also if you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Great Iron Fancy Football. So... Just please don't forget to hit subscribe to support the show, and so you don't miss any more episodes that I drop on a weekly basis. Um, you know, today we're going to be talking the waiver wire pickups for week three, but first, let's talk about that Monday night game. Um, you know, what a crazy game. You know, generally when you look at a matchup like the Raiders versus the Saints, you know, it was a home opener for the the Las Vegas Raiders, and you know, you, you see this, this, this match on paper, and... The game looks lopsided. You don't think the Raiders could be able to, you know, you know, hold up against the Saints. But, you know, the Saints just had a bad game. The Saints didn't look good at all, other than a few pieces here and there. But, um, you know, the Raiders were able to win, surprisingly, 34 to 24. A good credit to them. They had a good game plan. They played good on defense. Couldn't, you know, didn't allow Drew to do anything. You know, and then, you know, the Raiders... All they did was give it to Darren Waller. You know, you might as well call him the Las Vegas Wallers. You know, last night because all they did was feed him the ball. I mean, he had a massive game. He had 12 receptions off of 16 targets for 103 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the Saints had no answer for him. I mean, they're able to do anything they wanted against the Saints defense. I mean, when you know, like, because you know the Raiders are a run-heavy offense and they have Darren Waller. So, like, when you can't stop the, you know, you can't stop the rushing, you can't stop Darren Waller. I mean, it's gonna be hard to win, but. You know, it's one of those things where it added, you know, Derek Carr had a very good game. He had 282 yards and three touchdowns passing. Now, Josh Jacobs didn't have the fantasy production that we're hoping for um, last night, but he still ran the ball hard. He had a lot of runs where he was just dragging the defensive line. You know, he had 27 carries for 88 yards, but he had 3.3 yards per carry um, on the Saints, you know, side of the ball. Alvin Kamara had a massive game. You know, it was kind of one of those things where you expected it because Michael Thomas is out for a few weeks with the high ankle sprain and you know, Alvin Kamara had 174 total yards. He had nine receptions and two touchdowns. So that was good for 38.4 PPR points. So very good game for Alvin Kamara. He's having a great season so far. He has four touchdowns now in the first two games, which he only had six of all of last season. So, Jer, you know, a great sign for things to come for Alvin Kamara. My only concern about Alvin Kamara is that the fact that they don't have Michael Thomas. You know, Emmanuel Sanders didn't have a catch until like the last minute of the football game last night. You know, TreQuan Smith they didn't do much. Jared Cook did have a touchdown, but you know, it just didn't look good for Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees is starting to look his age, and it's one of those things where he continues to struggle. You know, right now he is second on the list of fewest pass length per the first two games. So. He's only averaging 4.82 yards per, you know, per attempt. So um just just not good for Drew Brees. I mean, but that's why Alma Kamara is so good, is because Alvin Kamara is the guy he checks down to. So, you know, if you have Alvin Kamara, definitely a, a plus for you. But I'm just worried that if he continues to get worked like he is, that he may not be able to hold up. So hopefully Michael Thomas can come back pretty soon. But I don't know if you guys listened to the podcast I dropped on Monday, but Um, I was, you know, I was up in my face, in my main league, I was up by 65 points going to the Sunday night football game. And my opponent, he had Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones had a massive game, but then he, then he played Russell Wilson and he played Chris Carson. And I'm thinking, you know, I got 65 point lead. I think I should be good because I had Alvin Kamara going on Monday night and then he had Drew Brees. So he was able to just get to the point where he was one point. Um, I think he was just behind by one point. And I went from like eighty percent chance to win to down to like I was now only had a forty-eight chance, you know, percent chance to win. And you know, Alvin Kamara he showed up and I was able to win I won by twenty points. Drew Brees did nothing and really exciting game for me from a fantasy standpoint when I don't like so my two things in like fantasy football, I like losing by a lot or I like winning by a lot. I don't like close games. Um, they stress me out and I know it's just fancy but like I'm super competitive and I hate losing and I just hated having such a massive game um, this past week and then I would become the one who lost to the guy who scored the second or the first most points of the the week so didn't happen though I was the one who led the whole week in points but still it's just one of those things where I hate having games like that because it definitely can get stressful Um, so now let's go on into some of the news so massive, massive weekend for injuries. You know, it's one of those things where it sucks because a lot of big names have been out for the season. Obviously, the biggest news is Saquon Barkley's out for the rest of the year for the torn ACL. You have Cortland Sutton, who's out for the rest of the season for the with the torn ACL. Then you have Christian McCaffrey. He's out four or six weeks with um, a high ankle sprain. You got Jimmy G, who's week to week. Raheem Mostert is going to be week to week. Tevin Coleman's going to be week to week. I mean, a lot of guys that um, just unfortunately got injured and there's some commonality to this that the uh the at the San Francisco 49ers are asking NFL officials to look at the Jets field conditions because they think the field conditions was a big contributor to the injuries and I don't know if you guys had paid attention to what's going on with the 49ers but they decided that when they went to from San Francisco to New York they decided that once they're done playing the Jets, they're gonna go down to West Virginia and practice for the week and then go back because they have to go play the Giants in week three. So like they want to make sure they're they're getting the field checked out so they don't have to worry about any more injuries. But just a massive blow to a lot of fancy teams. And I think it becomes this season it's gonna be the ones who have the healthiest rosters because right now their stars just dropping like flies and hopefully it'll be something that it won't be that Um, harmful to your roster. Hopefully you're the one who has the luck that doesn't get um, anybody who's injured, but you know, that's why you have the handcuffs. That's why you have to draft, you know, as much depth as possible, because there's going to be another big name that goes out. It's just a matter of when. So with that, let's go into the top waiver wires for, for week three. Uh, I start off, you know, with my quarterbacks and I mentioned him this last week's my first guy you should try to pick up. And that's Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, he's had a pretty decent season so far in the first two weeks. He's been a fringe QB1, you know. And the thing is, he has a favorable match, you know, matchups going forward. He has the, one of the easiest stretch of schedules for the rest of the season. So the next two games, he gets the Dolphins and then he gets the Cincinnati Bengals. So definitely two weeks in a row where he could be a legitimate streamer or at least a starter for you because I play him and I have a two quarterback league that I'm in and I play him every week because I think he's the best option. And it's so far it's been working out for me, but I think that Gardner Minshew, if he's available, you know, even if you're in a one quarterback league, like I said, he's a guy that you can stream, especially this week against the dolphins. So uh, a guy that I would see, you know, if he's on your waiver wire and try to pick him up. And then the next two guys I'm going to talk about, this only really pertains to like two quarterback leagues because obviously you're playing two quarterbacks or if you're in a super flex league, you know, these these are the quarterbacks that you could try to pick up based on that. And the first guy is Joe Burrow. You know, you want to check if he's available. He's probably not if you're in a, you know, if you're playing in a super flex league or in a two quarterback league, but he's having a decent season so far. I mean, he's coming out and he's playing like a first round pick. He's definitely looking really good. You know, he plays the Eagles in week three. So, you know, that's not a, a, a matchup that I'm too worried about. I know for me, like I, I have to play him in the two quarterback league. My two quarterbacks are big Ben and Joe Burrow. So uh, I feel comfortable playing him because he, those are my two best options. Cause my, my backup is Sam Darnold. So um, I'm going to be riding with Joe Burrow the whole season. So I think he's definitely a good you know, player to look at, see if he's available. And then the last guy is Justin Herber of the, San, of the Los Angeles Chargers. So, you know, if you don't know what happened on Sunday is that Tyrod Taylor injured his chest you know, in pregame warmups that caused him to go to the hospital after the game. Um, you know, it looks like Taylor is going to be, he could miss some time. He's determined week to week, but the Chargers head coach had said that if Taylor is is healthy, he's going to play. But if you're a guy who's rostering Tyrod Taylor and now you need somebody to fill in, you know, you know, Justin Her- Herbert's going to be a good option. I mean, about what he did on Sunday was pretty remarkable based on the sense that he had no idea that he was going to start. You know, he ended up having 311 passing yards. He had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Now, he did that against the Chiefs defense. And the Chiefs defense is not an awful defense. So I think that is definitely a good good indication that Justin Herbert can be a good fill-in could be a flex play, depends on your league, like a super flex, but um, just somebody just to think about, not saying you have to go to the waiver wire and pick them up, but just a name that you want to see floating around just in case you are somebody who needs a quarterback who, if you had like Jimmy G or someone else who went down, he may be a person you can add to your roster. Now going on to the running back position, there's a bunch of names here that I want to, I just want to, you know, state because it's one of those things where we have so many injuries. So the first one, obviously, you know, with Saquon Barkley being out for the rest of the season with the torn ACL, everyone's going to rush to Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is a guy that obviously he handled the rest of the workload when, um, when, Sa- when Saquon Barkley went out. But Deion Lewis is not a workhorse running back. He's a guy who's a third down back. He's a guy who's a change of pace back. And he's not a guy who's going to be able to take the blunt of the carries. He's not gonna see, You're not going to see him getting 20 carries per game. So um, I think Deion Lewis is worth the pickup. But the name that I think that should be recognized is Wayne Gallman. Now, Wayne Gallman did not play on Sunday because he was a healthy scratch. But now that Barkley is injured, Gallman now becomes activated, and I think that he's the guy that can carry the load. Um, I can't remember where I saw this tweet, but even in the you know before the season started, it said that if if Barkley ends up missing any type of games for a lengthened mile time, that Gallman would be the guy who would carry the load. So that's with with Deion Lewis already be on the roster. So I think that you know people are going to go after Deion Lewis and spend a lot of a lot of their fab on Deion Lewis. But I think the smart move is probably to grab Wayne Gallman because he's going to be the guy who probably gets the majority of the carries. But also you got to think about Devontae Freeman because Devontae Freeman probably is on your waiver wire. He's probably going to be free now. If you are in a savvy league, Freeman's probably already picked up by somebody. Um, I know in my main league he's already picked up, but he could be a guy that. Gets picked up by the Giants as well. So with that being the case, you're thinking about Dion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, and Devontae Freeman possibilities. That's a backfield that I don't want to touch. I don't think he's worth you know spending a bunch of fab money on. So um, if I were you, I would just kind of see who wants to overspend for someone like Dion Lewis, especially if you see a guy like who's the Barkley owner. If you're the if you are the Barkley owner, I can understand why you need to do it, but I think that you just kind of want to wait and see what happens with with the just the carries and the and the the rush attempts based on you know, between Lewis and Gallman. And then the second running back on my list is Mike Davis. You know, you know Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers is out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. So obviously Mike Davis is a guy that you want to target. You know, he, he had a decent game filling in for for Christian McCaffrey. The downside to Mike Davis, he's not going to have the same production. He's not going to get the same amount of, of attempts, you know, receptions and rush attempts as Christian McCaffrey. Um, so that's the only thing, Concerning, he's a good guy that you can probably put in your flex. But if you're, in, if, especially if you're in a PPR format, but Mike Davis is a guy that that's a second on my list on who to pick up. And then, you know, James Robinson, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a guy that, you know, if you're savvy as well, you already had him on your roster before the season started. Once Fournette got released. James Robinson was the guy that people were talking about. If you're able to get him on your on your roster, you probably got him for free, and you're holding on to the rest of the year because th- this is a guy that's going to be the workhorse back for the Jags. So if he's available, I will snag him. He's he will be my if, if it was between Deion Lewis, Mike Davis, and James Robinson, um, I'm taking James Robinson first, and then going to the next. The next guy is Daryl Henderson. You know, Daryl Henderson had 12. You know, he rushed 12 times for 81 yards, and he had. 40 yard, you know, additional yards receiving on Sunday. You now, he was the guy who led the Rams backfield. But the problem is, is that obviously Malcolm Brown was a guy who led the Rams backfield in week one. So this is a backfield that you're not going to know who's going to be the number one back. And then news came out that Cam Akers is dealing with uh, like a cartilage issue in his ribs. So he's going to be considered day to day. So there's still a possibility that Cam Akers doesn't miss a lot of time. So Daryl Henderson, a guy that you could add for some depth, but... It's going to be a crapshoot on who you think is going to start for the for the Rams and who's going to be the lead back. So even though that Daryl Henderson had twelve you know twelve rush attempts, Malcolm Brown still had eleven. It was just obviously Henderson was more effective. But just a backfield that I just don't know if I want to spend a lot of Fab money on Daryl Henderson. And then going into Miami, I think Miles Gaskin is a a very interesting option to pick up. He's going to be a guy that probably nobody is going to you know have on the radar. You know somebody that you can probably get for a low mouth fab, and then you know he continues to be the lead back for the Miami Dolphins. He continues to get the most rush attempts. You know he had on Sunday he had six receptions for thirty six yards. And an interesting fact is that Miles Gaskin is the he's second in the league for the running back position with 10, 10 or more receptions. Alvin Kamara is number one, and Miles Gaskin is number two. So he's definitely being implemented in the offense. And I know like there's a lot of talk in the Dolphins camp saying that he's not you know, he's not meant to be the lead back. He's a guy who's changed the pace, but Rush he's leading in rush attempts. He's re, he, he's leading in targets. So Miles Gaskins is a guy that I'm going to try to grab and try to add to my roster. And then another big name. A reason why this guy's last on my list is only because he's probably got drafted in your league, and that's Jerick McKinnon. Um, I know in my league he was drafted, and he's probably not there for you in your on your waiver wire, but it's a good you know, good opportunity for you to go and check, see if he's there, if he's there. He's definitely, is my number one guy to pick up only because he is in a run heavy offense. Now Raheem, the only thing about this is Raheem Mostert is, is going to miss a few weeks. You know, he could come back at any time. You know, Tevin Coleman is going to miss some time as well. So at least for the next few weeks, Jarrett McKinnon seems to be a safe bet that you can start. Um, he did very well filling in for Raheem Mostert. So I think he's a guy that you can pick up. And if he's, if he's out there and available in your league, He's he's the top priority for me in in any format. So um, go on to the wide receivers. I have Deontay Johnson on my list. Um, he's he just had another big game. You know he continues to lead the Steelers with a target share. He has a thirty two percent target share right now. He is leading the Steelers by a huge margin. And you know he may not be available, but it's one of those things that you just want to go check because sometimes guys drop players for hot free agents. And Deontay Johnson could be just sitting there. So if he's there, I I don't think he's going to maintain the 32% target share only because Juju's there. You have Eric Ebron, you know, and you have Chase Claypool, you know, stuff like that. So I don't think that he's going to maintain that. But if he does maintain that, he's going to be a a wide receiver one this year. So a guy that you can pick up hopefully for free on your waiver wire. Um, If not, you know, don't spend too much. But I think like he's a guy that you should definitely check to see if he's available. And then Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Russell Gage. he continues to be a factor in the offense. You know, he's second on the team with 22.8% target share. He's just behind Calvin Ridley. Um, It may not, you know, he may not be able to withstand that and all that, but, you know, because Julio Jones is obviously still there, but I I have a feeling there's something going on with Julio Jones that seems to be just kind of undermined. I don't think that he's completely healthy. I think it's shown based on what's going on with the target share and just the fact that he, you know, just doesn't look the same. But Russell Gage is a guy that was on the list last week. People probably didn't pick him up, but if he's there, I would pick him up. And then last week Paris Campbell was one of the big names that got picked up last week in the free agent um you know, in free agency last week and then he went down this week with a sprained PCL, so he's in miss some time. So then now Michael Pittman Jr. tends to be the guy that's going to get hopefully his his up in targets. So with TY Hill in there, also you got moali Cox now there. Now with Michael Pittman, I think he's a decent add, a guy you can stash on your bench and kind of wait and see, um, just because we just don't know exactly what he's going to do with more targets and more playing time. Hopefully, he has one of those breakout games where if he's on your bench, he has a breakout game, that's good for you because then you know you can use them and start him in your flex or whatnot. But, um, and this, this guy here, he's probably, the next guy I'm going to talk about, he's probably not available for you, but... Check and see as C D Lamb. He was probably drafted in your league, but he continues to look great. You know, he's, you know, just dominating right now. He has 11 receptions for 165 yards right now for the season. And he has 15 targets on the season. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but you know, he's a guy that they continue to, to contribute, to continue to contribute in the in the receiving game. You know, the main thing for him is that he plays 91% of his, his snaps in the slot. So this is a guy who's a perimeter receiver, but because they already got Gallup, they already got Cooper, CD Lamb, I think is going to just continue to feast this season because he could, he'll could he be a mismatch in the slot all year long. I mean, it shows that he's nine percent he plays 91% of his snaps in the slot. So, you know, I honestly think from a talent standpoint, he's the best, you know, wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys. I know that that seems like a hot take, but I just think from a talent, I was watching that game and... The dude looks amazing. I think that they got a real good player in CD lamb and I think you should roster him. I think if, if Deontay Johnson's not available, I think CD lamb's the next side that you should be able to pick. Um, so with that going on to the tight end position, the first tight end on my list is Moeli Cox. You know, I mentioned on the Monday's podcast that, you know, Philip Rivers loves throwing to Moelle, to the tight end position. And it showed because Moelle Cox had five receptions for 111 yards, off of six targets and, you know, and he played the Vikings, which is obviously a, a tight end. You know, they're not very good against the tight end. And then, you know, this week he gets, a, he gets the jets. He gets the team that just gave up two touchdowns to Jordan Reed. So I think that more like Mo if he's available, he's a good stash or a good streamer this week, because they definitely have, he definitely has that plus matchup. And the next tight end on my list is Mike Chisicki, you know, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, right now he's, he's having a great season you know, on Sunday, he caught eight of 11 targets for 129 yards and a touchdown. He had a sick one-handed grab. If you haven't seen the grab, go on YouTube or go somewhere to watch the replay. He had a great catch. It'll make OBJ proud. I mean, just a, one of those, those great catches in the game. Um, you know, you know, through the, and also through the two, first two weeks of the Miami Dolphins season, he's lined up in the slot 79% of the time. So Chan Gainley is the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins, and he's known to use the tight end in the slot. And it continues to show that Jasiki is going to be a very productive person in his offense. You know, he has led the Dolphins with 22% of the target share. So I think he's a guy that you can put on your roster. You can play him this week. You can, you know, see what happens. Even if you don't need a tight end, he's a good guy to have on your roster. Because when you do free agency, it's not all about what you get onto your roster. It's who you keep from other people's rosters. So... Depending on your depth on like your roster, I know some people don't have a lot of depth in their bench, so they might have only five roster spots to put on their bench. But I think he's a guy that you should you should at least roster if you have the space to do so. And then another another tight end who had or another tight end who had a very good game on Sunday was Johnny Smith of the Tennessee Titans. You know he had he's caught four or five targets for eighty four yards and two touchdowns. You know he he just looked like an athletic freak out there on on Sunday. And honestly, you know, he's a guy that I felt like he would have a good season. Um, obviously, that's showing more because we have A.J. Brown that's out. So I think a lot of it, too, is AJ, A.J. Brown being out. So some of the targets obviously have to go somewhere else. But what's interesting about the fact is that Adam Humphreys, Corey Davis and Jan- John U. Smith all have the same 19% target share for the t- Tennessee Titans. So they're all getting the... Ryan Tannehill is distributing the ball evenly amongst those three. I think Johnny Smith continues to emerge as a a tight end one. I think this week he plays, you know, he plays the the Vikings who gave up a big game to Ali Cox. And I think, you know, that's going to be a guy that you can play and stream this week. And then for my last tight end for my waiver wires is Dalton Schultz. You know, he's a guy that he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He was there, you know, this week because Blake Jarwin went down with the injury and I know this is a guy that I'm not going to like run to the waiver wire for. He's just a guy that you want to just kind of have that name. I just want to plant that name out there because he did have a decent game on Sunday. You know, he did have 10 targets. He led the Cowboys with 10 targets. And then he did have a good showing when he had nine receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. So the problem is this week, the reason why I wouldn't grab him, that like he may be a stash on, on in deeper leagues because they play the Seahawks. And if he's if they're playing the Seahawks, he's most likely to go against Jamal Adams, will probably shut him down. So I think that this week he may have a pedestrian type game, but just a name that you should have on your radar just in case um, you need tight end help. So so those are my waiver wire pickups for week three. You know some of these guys may not be available in your leagues, but it's good to check just in case someone someone did drop these guys. But these are names that could very well help you win a fantasy championship. It's only week two, so be careful how much fab you use because you don't want to blow your your whole fab budget on one player because we saw what happened last week. Naheen Hines was one of the number one ads. Benny Snell was one of the number one ads. Then you had you know Malcolm Brown was one of the main ads. They both did nothing. All three of those guys did nothing this week. You had Paris Campbell. He, he went down with an injury. So that's why it's very careful to just blow your whole budget in the first couple of weeks, because you don't know what's going to happen. There could be bigger injuries that take place throughout the season. And you know, I know the reason why you have to be aggressive sometimes, because if some of these guys did not get injured, you may have a guy who wins you a fancy championship. So just be careful how much budget you use. Um, and then hopefully you guys continue to build a strong roster. So for that being said, you know, that's it for today. You know, please like, comment and share this podcast you know on the next episode on thursday i will be going over my week three matchups and my start sits for the week so please don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode you know so you like to follow us on social media you can find us over on facebook and twitter at the gridiron pod and if you want to follow us on instagram you can follow us over at gridiron fantasy football you know that's it for today thank you so much for listening and we'll see y'all guys in the next episode take care